Bounce back Tuesday. Grab yourselves a cheers. It's almost the end of 2020. How are we going to end it? What are your goals? What are your parlays? The Cheez-It Bowl. We called it in. Let's go, baby. Oklahoma State. Sanders kicked me off on a 21-0 start. This is where you double dip the Costanza chip. You look at Miami plus 15 and a half. You say, I'll put at least half my shekels on what I put on Oklahoma State on a pick em pregame. And if you like to live dangerously, you lie back. That means you guarantee or you equal what you put down on Oklahoma State. You kick back and you lose nothing or you win twice. You automatically don't lose your money. Just to break that down again, Oklahoma State money line was the pick. We had the luxury because they went up 21 zip to nab Miami plus 15 and a half, plus 15 and a half. When you're in the game of football and a pick them, two touchdowns spread moves live. Do we fire? You consider firing. Marinate on it next time you have the luxury. It's a luxury. Absolutely a luxury to be in. We get that right. We were very confident in Sam I am. It was 63 and a half when we posted the podcast. The line moved all the way up to 67 on the over. It hit by flying colors anyways. Good old Texas shootout in the Alamo Bowl. I'm glad we didn't officially take Colorado with the points because I had a little bit of a feeling it was going to be maybe close for a little because Colorado has some dogs. They have good running game. Obviously over 215 yards on the ground. But Ellinger, Ellinger, we still don't know how to say it. Ultimately, he showed out on home Texas soil. You tip your fro to them. You got to love it. Texas wins. They cover. They hit the over. And the teaser that was only in our description, which is why you want to check out everything on the pod. Make sure you read the descriptions, baby. I'm throwing in exactly the details in addition to what I'm talking about. It's a quick little blog read on the descriptions, taking the time to give you why I'm going when I'm going. Emotionally, of course, at the end of the day. However, we wrap up emotionally 3-0 and because the teaser, Texas minus 1.5 that settled on 56.5 over cashed. Shout out the Buffaloes for falling over at the end. Love it. We move on to today. Interesting line that's moved a freaking half of the line almost of what I just mentioned in the live bet from yesterday. In the Cotton Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. We got a great classic matchup, Florida Gators, Oklahoma Sooners. And unfortunately, we're sitting here and we're looking at a lot of guys going to the show for Florida, choosing to park it today on the sideline. The line moved so much so, Pitts is out, Grimes is out, Tony's out. Trask is rolling into this. I mean, dude. It's fascinating. It was Oklahoma plus two and a half. You could have grabbed it. These lines move their live like stock to some degree. The people that do it professionally are looking at it like a market and value. And what are the line moves percentage speaking? And what are we saying as we talk here now? We're looking at minus seven. It's even moved to minus seven and a half in favor of the Sooners. Plus two and a half Oklahoma. All these Florida Gators, I won't be able to fully announce it. I just wanted to announce offensively speaking because it's going to be a good old Texas shootout again today with Lincoln Riley's team coming in off their fifth Big 12 championship. Goodness gracious. So they covered by one point last time they played against Iowa State, 27-21. 
they jumped out to a big 17-zip first-half lead. And it was uh, it was 24-21 with 5.15 remaining. But this Spencer Rattler kid, I mean, he's the real deal. 15-3 to three touchdown to INT ratio. Where's the last time I heard that? That's Russell Wilson against the Rams at home stats. Go back and listen on a Saturday, Sunday. Pick them. We had the Seahawks. Let's go. 5-1. to one. For Lincoln Riley's offense. That is gorgeous. OU is cash 4-1 against the spread tickets in five games as single-digit favorites this season. Prevalent here. 4-1 as single-digit favorites. On a Lincoln Riley note in 13-game sample size, single-digit chalk, the Sooners are 8-4-1 against the spread. I'm kind of looking at this over. I mean, the Gators are coming off a game that was absolutely an offensive juggernaut. And I love the points in the Florida-Bama game. And now I'm looking at, you're testing Florida and trash. You're not giving them seven and a half. This guy's auditioning for the NFL. 52-46 was the loss to Alabama. 46 points for the lad. They're off a 37, two losses ago, 34 loss. To LSU. I mean, let's hope he's playing. At the moment, he's playing. Now, OU did post 41 on OK State. I was looking at all the totals for the year of these teams. Florida, second highest total of the season. 98 combined points in that loss to Alabama. 74 over under there. Today, we're rocking with a 65 over under. I think it's going to hit the over. I really do. They're right on the nuzzle almost in points per game on a normal offensive day. 41.8 points per game for OU, 41.6 points per game for Florida. I was looking at what OU did on the season. Highest total, 62 posted on Halloween against Tech. Holla! And 62 against Kansas the next week. Highest total on the year for the Gators, 63 against Arkansas. Both are capable of posting over 60. Kyle Trask will be challenged today with who he's going to throw to. What's going to be the recipe today? My inkling is that Florida may end up covering. I think the safer picks the over. Let's go 65 over official there. But those are the numbers for today's Cotton Bowl. I'm going to do a little three-team NBA teaser today and then give you a little bit of notes on Game of the Night Blazers Clippers Wednesday night. A little NBA. We got to talk it. Come on. We're getting off with it. Let's go. I'm going to do a four-point teaser. We briefly discussed the other day. NBA teasers are not NFL teasers in terms of points. So it's four-point NBA teasers is what it starts at. And you can trickle up a little four and a half, five. You got to add teams in eventually. I like a four-point three-team teaser. I am a sick individual on a Wednesday. But this is what happens when you got all these opt-outs in Florida and Oklahoma. I'll watch. We got two TVs, no girlfriend for a reason over here, baby. The show goes on regardless. Clippers have owned the Blazers. It's a three and a half point line. We don't think Kawhi is playing. Clippers at home, minus three and a half against the Blazers, who are coming off a great win against the Lakers. They have looked gorgeous since the blowout against the Jazz to start the year. My teaser that pays plus 180. I'm going to go Boston over Memphis, tease it down to a pick em. Brooklyn, minus one. Minus one and a half over the Hawks coming off a bounce back against Memphis. 
And then I'm going to go Lakers coming off a loss against the Blazers on the road against the Spurs. Minus two. Three team teaser plus 180 NBA with it. Dabble a little lunch money. Sprinkle it. Nothing more than lunch. Boston over Memphis. Brooklyn minus one, minus one and a half over Hawks, depending when you get it. In Brooklyn, Lakers off a loss, minus two at San Antonio. Portland, two and one against the spread this year. And the only time they lost, again, that ugly blowout, 120-100 on the opening night. Dame Dollar was 9.412 on the night, one of seven from three. I love the Covington pickup. Cantor off the bench. You got dog there. Mello is questionable tonight. Three and a half points. If I had to go, no Kawhi. Clippers just got eviscerated by the Mavericks. Franchise largest loss in history. I am Nagio. I'd, I mean, 73% of the money's on Portland at the moment via Vegas Insider. You'd have to go fade the public and go Clippers. Maybe, maybe by half a point down to minus three. In this NBA pickup style that we're watching with these spreads, it's like, what does home court mean? We don't know truly yet. We got to watch a few more games to settle into the pocket here before we make some serious decisions. But lunch money goes on that teaser, and there's a little love for you. Clippers, three straight W's against this Blazers team. Look out, though, for when you hear this and when, if or not, the Clippers and Tyron decide to bench Kawhi or not. Interesting. And we're going to wrap today's show with a look-ahead line that I can't take my eyes off. It's a spot for an NFC playoff berth. It's the Cards and the Rams, and I am licking my chops over here. It's a pick'em game, and it's Kyler Murray versus John Wolford out of, ironically, all places, Wake Forest. I find this to be absolutely fascinating. The over-under at the moment is 38.5. So essentially, it's McVay in a Madden play-calling mindset with no Henderson, a banged-up Akers, and you're going against a Cardinals team that just cannot believe they lost a cupcake against Bethard and the freaking Niners. Six-point favorites at home. They go on the road. To SoFi. I don't understand why we're looking at a pickup. I'm trying to really get in a capper mindset here. Betting stats, betting trends, you know we love to plug them. Credit to FanDuel on these. Listen to these. Okay. Arizona is two and six against the spread in their last eight games. It's a pick'em, but they're two and six against the spread in their last eight games. The total on the under. In the last four of six games for Arizona. Has cashed. Four six unders in the last six Arizona games. In the last 10 of 12 Rams games. The under has also cashed. You have Walford on the hill. The total in the under. In each of the Rams last seven home games. Has also cashed. That is a lot of betting trends on the under. You don't see an NFL under in the 30s very often, though. The line before the golf surgery was a four and a half point opening line by odds makers. Let's sit on that. Let's marinate on that for a second. Four and a half points 
Rams minus four and a half against the Cardinals. NFC playoff berth on the line. We just did this in the NFC West last week and went correct. We went against betting trends because Rams had taken five of the last six against Seattle. And we went, what do we do? Rock in hand. Rock in hand. One game. Think about it in baseball terms. And you have a baseball player again in this decision. Because Russie Wilson, you better believe, let Russ pitch. Was same decision, same train, train of thought. Just want you to think about this. One game on the hill. It was Russell Wilson or Jared Goff. Now, one game on the hill. It's Kyler Murray or John Wolford. Walford. I can't even Wallace and Grummet say it correctly. I'm so excited to want to jump on Arizona. But why is it a pick em? I'm duping myself over here. I'm banging my noggin. I truly don't know why. Now, Cooper Cup is also out. Pretty important. Pretty important. Bobby Trees is going to have to eat. Otherwise, it's up to, I would say, a lot of Higby and Everett and working very much Madden curl, down and out, down and in, short routes. Over, under, 38 and a half. Oh, by the way, first time they played, 38-28 Rams. Rams equaled the over-under on the game with JG on the hill. He threw for 47 balls in that game. K1 was 21 of 39 for 173 yards and three tugs with a pick against the Rams the first time they danced. Drake 10 for 49 and a tug. Let's just sit on this for a second. Continue to sit on it. Let's just talk it out. Let's just talk it out. I don't know how we don't go Arizona here. I mean, look, what if the line was Arizona minus three? How would you then say this to yourself? Because the line may move again. Look what happened overnight. I was staring at minus 210 money line, Oklahoma, minus three and a half. I wake up, it's minus seven and a half. Money line's over minus 300. These lines move when players are out. It's the NFL. It's a different animal. They're playing if they can take any kind of shot and suit up. Goff wants to go. The only trepidation is if Goff suits up last minute. They wrap that freaking thumb up Brett Favre with it and he figures out a way to hand the ball off and throw the ball 16 to 20 times. That's my only trepidation. But the line would then compensate and readjust and then you figure out how to hedge. I would argue the value in that game on a playoff standpoint could be Arizona plus four and a half on initial line. I got to go under in a pitcher's duel, a game that hopefully is early 30s on a total, and we don't even sniff 38 and a half. I could be way wrong, but you already know the Rams' mindset. They have to show out for John under center. First start ever. This is so McVay as a Madden player. How can he adjust? How can he dance? It's going to be fascinating. But to look ahead line on a Wednesday for a playoff berth that's worth noting. Russell Wilson or Jared Goff on the hill. I went Russell Wilson. Garrett Cole with it. One start. One start. What are you made of? Kyler, Hale, Murray. It's been an absolutely fascinating up and down season. You could argue Arizona should have already clinched a playoff berth for what they've been through and the good fortune they've had 
with that Buffalo Bills win. I cannot believe they dropped last week. Rams cannot believe they dropped that Jets game two weeks ago. We're back to a Jack Nicholson, something's gotta, something's gotta. All right, I'd go over in the Oklahoma-Florida game. I'd probably touch my teaser for lunch money, NBA. And I'd seriously consider taking Arizona here if it's actually Walford. Now, Bortles was signed. We're going to sleep on that. B squared is on the roster. That's wild. It's almost the end of 2020. Make sure you hug your mothers. I'm out. 